you know, in the early 2000s, like the, the sense of like wokeness, I would say in the health space that we now see in the human space is, is really transitioning into the pet world. And we're realizing, oh, if we read the ingredients on our own food, why are we not doing the same for our dogs? We've brought them into our homes. You know, if you can buy a massive bag of kibble and leave the bag open for two years and it won't go stale and it costs whatever it costs, like there's something a little suspicious about that. So it really all starts with nutrition. Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. In this episode, I am talking to Dana Ben-David of Montreal-based dog wellness brand Healthy Bud. Her team's passion for nutrition led them to create dog treats, toppers, and meals that are all about superfoods. They worked with researchers to ensure their formulas were making the most of each and every ingredient. They are so dedicated to getting the recipes just right that when they launched, they only had two products. That just goes to show that you don't need to wait to have a shelf full of options before launching. As a new brand trying to get their name out there, Dana does a lot of outreach on social media. She's a big fan of sending voice note DMs to her followers. For her, building community is all about being a real person and treating all of your followers like real people too. Speaking of getting real, I asked about the Healthy Bud Ambassador Program because I'm always getting questions from the Wear, Wag, Repeat community about how to run one. I loved that Dana told me she doesn't have it all figured out, but what's important is knowing your goals and brand values and thinking in a creative way that goes beyond the promo code. I hope you get a lot of great ideas while listening to this interview. Please leave some feedback in the form of a review in the Apple Podcast app if you can. I am getting really, really close to hitting 100,000 downloads, and your review will help more petpreneurs discover the show. So thank you in advance. Dana is the co-founder and creative director at Healthy Bud, a pet wellness brand helping dogs thrive through powerful nutrition, education, and community. As a dog mom entrepreneur passionate about her own health and wellness, she realized how much dogs can benefit from the same superfoods and healing ingredients that she consumes daily. This became even more apparent after losing her dog to cancer and realizing that the pet food space is not set up for our dogs to thrive. Dana and her team are reinventing and modernizing the pet pantry. With a background in architecture, music, and design at Healthy Bud, Dana is in charge of social media, package design, community building, strategic partnerships, and marketing, to name just a few. A connector at heart, she has built a tight-knit ambassador community of hundreds of dog parents across North America, empowered to take the best care of their furry friends. Hello, welcome to the show. Hey, Tori. Thank you so much for having me. 
thank you for being here and sharing your story. Um, I guess I always like to ask people about the dog who inspired them to get into the pet industry. I think we heard a little snippet in your, in your bio, um, but maybe you could kind of share, share some kind of a story um, and tell us about your dog that you lost to inspired you to go down this route. Absolutely. So actually it's my now fiance's dog. Her name is Roxy and she was amazing. She was a, a golden doodle and she wasn't feeling well one day. It was a Friday. I think she was maybe 10, 12. I'm not sure exactly how old she was, but she lived what we thought was a really good life. And then she wasn't feeling well on Friday. She couldn't really walk well. And then by Sunday she was gone. It was like super, super shocking. They took her to the vet to figure out what was what was wrong. And that was it. So, you know, my fiance started to ask who's now my, my, one of my business partners, you know, he began to ask like, what did we do wrong? How are we so disconnected? How did we, how did we miss this? And was she suffering? Um, so really I I would say that Roxy, um, is, is the pup behind, behind the, what got healthy, but really going, but I should also quickly mention that I had a dog named Shadow as well. Like my personal story, it's actually with my own family dog who died in a very similar way. So both these stories kind of coinciding where we really started to ask questions and and start to, you know, question the industry and, and the pet food space and everything in that in that realm. Like, what well, do we really know what's going on? You know? Right. Well, and it sounds like from from talking with you that Roxy and, and I'm sure Shadow as well, you gave them both great lives. I'm sure they were well taken care of. You thought you were doing the best things you could possibly do. Um, and yet something kind of fell through. Yeah. And and to be honest, and you know, just reflecting on the time, like I had my dog over 15, 10, 15 years ago. So I actually can't confidently say that we did the best in terms of nutrition. I would actually argue that we we were really wrong in what we would feed our dog. Uh, I would never, I would never feed my my dog that today. But I think that, you know, in the early 2000s, like there, this, the sense of like wokeness, I would say in the health space that we now see in the human space is, is really transitioning into the pet world. And we're realizing, oh, if we read the ingredients on our own food, why are we not doing the same for our dogs? We've brought them into our homes. And, uh, you know, if you can buy a massive bag of kibble and leave the bag open for two years and it won't go stale and it costs whatever it costs, like there's something a little suspicious about that. So uh, I would like to say, yes, I gave them, I gave my dog the best life in terms of the love and, and the care, but it really all starts with nutrition. My yeah. Opinion. I think it's like, um, I always, I love this Maya Angelou quote, which I'm paraphrasing, but when you know better, you do better. Yeah. And I feel like that is just like my motto for my life with dogs because same thing, like 15 years ago, I didn't know. I love uh, that though. Yeah. And now I know. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. Like we're, we're human beings and like, it's all about learning and growing, right? Like it's, that's, that's okay. Um, but we definitely should be questioning ourselves in the industry often. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I love how you're saying that, you know, in the, in like the human nutrition field, you know, we're reading labels and, and kind of passing that on to our dogs. I feel like, like for me personally, I'm kind of the opposite. Like I'm more woke about the dog food. For and sure. then I was like, oh, maybe I should read this and not just eat frozen food all the time. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, it's so funny because, you know, on our social media, every, every now and then I will plan kind of more of like a humorous, relatable quote. And it's like, you know, 
my dog eats better than I do. Or like, if only I ate as well as my dog eats, like that's the theme today. It's a great thing. I mean, it's amazing that we're getting there, but for sure it's, uh, we, we live in a time of like, it's time to be woke. It's time to wake yes. up and it's time to, it's time to eat right and, and, and live, live well. I had a reel like that that was like a while ago. Um, there was like, I just prepared this nutritious, balanced, superfood meal for my dogs. And then here I am like crouched in the corner, like shoving pretzels in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch that one. I think I missed it. That sounds yeah. hilarious. <laughs> Um, so, so a lot of pet parents are kind of realizing this and and there's so many different people all over the world Mm -hmm. who are realizing, um, Mm -hmm. how important nutrition is and seeking out better foods for our dogs. But you guys decided to make it a whole brand new brand and a whole brand new company. So are you, do you have a background in entrepreneurship, you and your, and your fiance and your other business partner, or, um, did you just like fall into an empty room one day and you're like, we're going to start a business. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's a really great question. I would say I should also preface this by saying that the company healthy bud was actually founded initially, um, by Kyle and Adrian, they started the main idea. So Adrian's background is in law, uh, but he was actually working in the human health space, um, in a clinic and he, and he's very into, um, superfoods and healing ingredients for us. So it's definitely not random. And, and I'm also like a health freak. I, you should see my, my pantry of supplements and all of the, all of the crazy ingredients. Um, so we're definitely all very immersed in, in that world. Uh, Kyle's background is actually in finance. Um, he has some experience in entrepreneurship as well. And, uh, when he was working in finance, he was also in incorporated and involved in some, uh, in advising some companies in the pet space. Um, so we, it wasn't so random for me, I guess, I think it w- I would say it's the most random. My background is in the entertainment the arts and in architecture, but somebody needs to do the the branding. And, and I love connecting with people. I love design. I, I, I'm also the target market. So initially when they had the initial idea for healthy, Bud, they realized there was a missing piece and that they thought I would be, I would be like the perfect little, you know, puzzle piece. So in the end, uh, it did work out. I, I was a little apprehensive at first to work with my boyfriend at the time and his best friend, but we, uh, we definitely made sure that it, we did our, our due diligence and we spoke about it and we didn't just like hop into it blindly, but that's a long winded answer to tell you, uh, what, what our backgrounds are and experience. Yeah. And so speaking of working alongside your fiance and, and his best friend, who's probably now one of your best friends, how, what have you learned, um, in working together for the past couple of years? Um, what's, um, what are some of like maybe the pros and cons of, of working with two people who are so close to you? That's a great question. I think the pros are that there's just, there's just a lot of love, you know, when you're working, there's a lot of love and respect. I should say when, when you work with people that are, you know, you have a previous and prior like relationship and experience with before do- doing business use somehow bring that along and, and the, that passion and um, chemistry exists off the bat. Um, and that of course can be a good thing or uh, not so good thing. <laughs> but for us, like we, we're all determined to make it work. And I'd say the cons are there's just a lot at risk. There's a lot at stake and it could be messy to mix business and pleasure for sure. Uh, but I, I guess I could say that the the biggest takeaway and learning moment that I had over the past couple of years working with them is really, it's all about respect and communication. And if you can communicate something, um, then you're, you're good to go. It's really when there's that 
that break in communication or when you're holding something in, you're not being transparent, you're not being honest, that's when the, the tension starts to happen. And what's interesting is those are the values that are core to us at Healthy Bud actually is like open communication and transparency and what we do in our product and in the ingredients. And we we try to also bring that into our company culture as well, you know? <laughs> no, I think that's a great analogy because I think, you know, communicating with your audience, your followers, your customers, you know, a lot of it's, um, a lot of that communication is educating um, since a yeah. lot of, since this is kind of new to a lot of people or they've just never thought about it before, um, yeah. feeding different foods and things like that. Um, communication is, is the most important thing for everything. Yeah. And I should also just quickly add, cause I know you asked about like the team and how, how we came together and how, how did we just get into the pet space? I should mention <laughs> for, uh, sorry, you can cut that part out. You should mention, I should mention that, um, I should mention that we also work with nutritionists and agronomists. We work with universities to come up with formulations and we're not just like, you know, pulling this out of our hat. <laughs> so we, we definitely hired and built our team. Um, it's not just us three coming up with the formulations ourselves, but yeah, we're, we've got an awesome team behind us. That's such a great point. And so would, so I, I know I asked you before we hit record, and I don't think we mentioned it, but you said that Healthy Bud started in 20, around 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so how much time did you guys spend? And maybe there was like overlap, so it's not like a clear time period, but how much time do you spend doing that kind of like prep work with the nutritionists and the researchers mm-hmm. and all of that versus getting it onto shelves and a great question. pantries? Yeah, like the R&D, I mean, a very long time. We actually decided not to launch with our formulations for a couple of years because we knew how much work had to be done and how much due diligence needed to be done. So when we founded our company, we actually launched just with sweet potato and beef lung treats. So that was all you could buy from Healthy Bud. Um, and all the while, we were working with um, McGill University's Food Science and Nutrition Department uh, we, what we really wanted to focus on was dosing protocols and how much of the um, superfood and healing ingredients do you actually need to put in the product for it to work. So a lot of the times what you'll see companies do is kind of this like marketing play. Well, they'll, they'll be like with ashwagandha and there's like, it's the last ingredient on the list and it's, there's not enough for it to make a difference. So that's something that really sets healthy, but apart is like everything in the formulations is it's balanced. It's in the right dosing uh, dosage amount and the ingredients like work together to support, you know, the function, whether it's for the gut or liver health or anxiety. Um, and it's, it's rooted in science pretty much. Um, and we worked with an amazing like agronomist as well, who has made treats in the past in the pet space. And it's been such a fascinating journey to work with such different people in the pet space with different expertise, right? You have like the vets and the nutritionists and the agronomists and um, everyone coming together with the sole purpose of of helping our pets thrive from the inside out, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then most importantly, you have the taste testers. Oh my gosh. Yeah. A hundred percent. And really what's incredible is healthy, Bud is, and you can see the reviews. I'm not just saying this because I'm one of the co-founders, but like, it's the best for picky eaters because when you're, when you're formulating a treat, you, there's three things you have to take into consideration or, or food product. There's the texture, the taste and the smell if any one of those are off the, you know, the, the dog, sorry, there's my dog. That's okay. <laughs> the, uh, you want to make sure that they won't reject it based on one of those, uh, factors. So there's a lot to take into consideration. You can have an amazing formulation, but if the dog rejects it, 
you don't really have a product. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I um so one of my one of my dogs, Bert, uh, has epilepsy. So he has to take oh, medication wow. twice a day, every single day. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always in my own little test kitchen of my house, figuring out like different pill pocket situations. Yeah. And so I was making these gelatin treats. It's like doggy jello. Uh, and it just like slides right down. He slurps it up. It's like perfect. And you can like smush the treat in. It's mm-hmm. like or, or the pill inside. It's great. But um, a lot of people have told me that their dog didn't like the texture because it is slimy. It's just, or it's different. They've never had anything like it. Uh, And so the texture is a very important part. It's a huge part of it too. And that's why we also make uh, one of our, our toppers, you can actually crumble them. So one, one of our community members is like, it's like puppy pepper. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. Like you literally sprinkle like pepper on their meals to put the nutrients back in their diet. If let's say the dog doesn't have teeth or the dog doesn't like the texture of that, you know, particular product. Right. Right. So speaking of um, customers and all your reviews and things like Mm. that, um, you work really hard. One of the things that you do is kind of this community building and um, Mm. ambassador program and partnerships and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, So, you know, what are, what are some tips that you have, I guess, for building and, um, and, a loyal community organically online and not relying so much on paid things. Oh my gosh. Definitely never rely on paid things. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't touch it with a six foot pole. (laughs) It's like the one (laughs) thing that I would never, ever, ever do is, is pay for followers, pay for engagement. Because at the end of the day, like that, we don't need to talk about how that doesn't work. (laughs) Well, it's just, Um, yeah, you're not getting the right people. you're, You're just like not, you're not getting people. You're getting bots or you're getting, you're, you're not really getting anything. So for me, it's really about treating an account. You don't look at an account because right now everything we do is, re- is very digital. Unfortunately, because I am such a people person and a connector and I would, would have loved to build a community through physical events, but we launched, you know, around COVID time and that just wasn't the reality. So, you know, we made this shift online and that's how we really built our, our business and our brand and our community. And I think the first thing is to realize that behind each handle is a person and you have to look at them as, you know, it's another human being that you're connecting with. And it's up to me to make them feel seen and heard and appreciated and valued. And it will take time to build a community where I think at like 12,000 community members right now, just on one platform. And that was just through, through time and through fun initiatives and organic growth. But you know, we used to have also with our with our ambassador members like weekly calls on Zooms and games and just finding ways to incorporate them in like challenges, asking them questions, letting them know that they're important in your narrative, like in your story, because it's true. Like healthy butt is nothing without we call them our healthy gang. We are nothing without our community. Um and these are these are the people that like they're like us. Like we're all pet parents just trying to give the best life to our pets. And, um, I, I feel so lucky to have an incredible community of, of dog parents that, that support, have been supporting us since day one or have been supporting us for a month, but they're on the healthy bud wagon. And there's, there's so many ways to, to build community. But I think the first one is being present and engaging in an authentic way. Um, I can share quickly one one thing that I love doing is sending voice notes to community members 
it also reminds them that we're real people because healthy bed on Instagram is a logo. I'm sure you can see pictures of, of people and us on our feed, but at the end of the day, I, I love to just send a message. Hey, it's, it's Dana. I hope you're doing well. Like happy holidays and thanks for supporting and writing handwritten, handwritten notes to, to our customers and doing all these kind of gestures, you know? Yeah. I love you said voice notes because <laughs> I, well, I think it's partially because I'm just too lazy to type things out. <laughs> and I think I'm like an elder millennial. So Me I'm too. Like, I don't want to type everything. I'm also an older millennial. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. So I love sending voice notes because it's easier on my thumbs and, but it, it does build such a connection. Like, I mean, that's one of the things about podcasting is like when people hear your voice, they feel such a deeper connection to you. Um, and you can get that through. You don't need a podcast. You can just send people little voice messages on Instagram. A hundred percent. And and I think I mentioned to you this also before I clicked record, but like my my background is in performance. I'm, I'm a recording artist. That's my my what I did before, um, you know, before being a, a full time dog mom. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's it's part of it's part of who I am. But the reason why I bring it up is because there's something so powerful about connecting with people through the voice. And when you do that, all of a sudden you're, you're a relatable human being and you're not just like a brand. You're not just trying to make a sale. You're not just like surface level. Maybe I copy pasted the message. Like, no, it's, you can sense my energy, my, how genuine I am, uh, get a sense of my personality and feel like, you know, me. And I want, I want that for our community. I want that for our community members. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so that when, when people can hear your voice, then when they read your caption, they can kind of hear you talking in their head a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many influencers who I, I have never heard their voice and yeah. I can't even imagine what they sound like. Which is crazy. It's like, do you really, really know them and what makes, you know, who, who are they? You know, if mm-hmm. you don't know what they sound like, I mean, I don't know. That's just, yeah, me. no, <laughs> I know. So, okay. Going back to your kind of ambassador program. And I love that you have gave them the name, the healthy gang, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, talking about all the like little challenges and, and, and like engagement, like we hear engagement all the time, but, mm-hmm. um, you were kind of doing it in a, in a more focused, um, different way, but it, could you tell us a little bit about, um, this ambassador program? Because people in the wear, wag, repeat community are constantly asking, how do I set this up? What do I do? Yeah. Um, so what's kind of been your experience? So it's been a really crazy experience, to be honest, because we transparently haven't found the solution that we're looking for. Um, there's a lot of things to consider when you're when you're creating an ambassador program. Um, what what does your community want, and what can that program offer? Is and why are you doing the ambassador program? Is it for you as a company? Is it for the you know, the customers, the, the ambassadors, is it for both? What are the features that you're looking for? There's so many different options out there. So certain ambassador programs, um, are very focused around, um, you know, here's my code. If, if you're part of our ambassador program, you basically just get a code or referral link and you get a commission, which to be honest is like not really what we're looking for because it's very transactional. We don't want people to just talk about healthy bud because they want to make money. That's literally the last thing we want. So I'm personally trying to shy away from that. Like we can always have a code. Sure. But that shouldn't necessarily be the basis and the foundation of the point of this program. Um, what's important for me uh, as a community builder at healthy bud is to find an ambassador program that involves 
that engages a community in a fun way. So there's challenges, there's missions. They can get like, you know, bud dollars or bud points or whatever you want to call it. And over, and they can like rank in the community and they can also connect with the community through the program. And for me, an ambassador program is, is an extension of your, your brand and a way to keep, to keep everybody, you know, engaged and, and, um, also rewarding, like also rewarding your, your community. It's an awesome way to say thank you for their support. So it's like, Hey, if you've made, if you've purchased from us 10 times, like here's, I want to give you something. Right. Um, so I think a good ambassador program has that like balance of, you know, it, it represents the values of your company. Um, and also keeps, keeps the community engaged. Yeah. I love that. And I, I think it's so important with everything to consider what the goals are. And, um, and I, and I love this kind of shift and this direction away from transactional things to more relational things, yeah. because I feel the same way about, about influencer work these days is that, you know, brands who just want a one-time thing, here's yeah. money, you do this thing. It doesn't excite me. <laughs> Uh, and, and things that are more of like an experience and a relationship that like gives me energy. Yeah. And you also have to remember that like every, everyone's doing this now, like everyone mm-hmm. has code. So it's like, you have to ask yourself like, or you, you should ask yourself, like, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. You know, is it, if it's to set yourself apart, well, just giving, giving somebody a code or a link is not really going to do that because every other company can do that too. Right. So my mission is to come up with something really creative um, where people will talk about it and be like, oh, look at this like fun, you know, <laughs> yeah. fun activity, a healthy bread like, challenge oh. me to do and it becomes a trend and yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, and I think, yeah, you have to kind of stand out and, and with a product like yours that I think your ambassadors can be like educators for their audience. Like yeah. your ambassadors are people who already get it, mm-hmm. um, but maybe they have a lot of followers who don't quite get it. Um, so that kind of, you know, that's, that's important for you guys. Um, but everyone's going to have kind of their own thing. Absolutely. And I should mention like really when we started healthy, but our tagline was, um, helping pets thrive through, um, nutrition, education, and community. And while our tagline has changed since then, like the, the core is still true. Like that's thriving for us is not just food. Uh, a dog can't thrive if the parent isn't thriving, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if the if the pet parent doesn't, um, if they're not woke and they don't realize that what they feed the dog is very important, the dog's not going to eat very very well. Or if they're, you know, if if the dog isn't trained well, then how can they thrive? There's like so many elements to it. So we want to really bring our our bigger picture vision is this like one stop shop for just being the best possible pet parent for your dog to thrive and community is a huge part of that because we I've always relied on fellow pet parents if I had a question has have you ever experienced this before especially if it's the same breed right there's a there is this like inherent community created within breeds I find you know what I mean like you know dog golden golden doodle dog moms or like husky dog moms or dog dads or whatever it is right so I think pet parents just like get each other right away so automatically there's just like this community that's formed. Yeah. Well, so speaking of your, your golden doodle moms out there, um, Mm -hmm. tell us about your golden doodle Lila Uh, 
and how she came into your life or your lives. Oh my gosh, Lila, she's incredible. I can't, <laughs> I want to make sure not to go over the time here, so I'll keep it short, but she's a <laughs> hilarious dog. She's got such a personality, which is, you'll see her on our, on our Instagram a bunch. Um, Lila was supposed to be a birthday present for me. And then um, Kyle, who's my fiance now realized like that's kind of a really intense present to give somebody. Like, I don't really recommend gifting somebody a dog unless like, I should say surprise gifting. Sorry. Backtrack. It's not a good surprise. <laughs> it's not a great surprise. Like here's a, here's a child, like have a great life. <laughs> um, so <laughs> uh, for my birthday, we went to go look at pups and then that was kind of the initial conversation starter. And then we decided like, yes, as a couple, like we should get a dog. And it was not so, so long after Roxy had passed away. And, and, you know, if you've ever had a dog, once you don't have a dog, there's a void. It's so, so empty. Mm-hmm. It's so empty. And oh my, Lila is a presence in the room. She will fill all of the void. <laughs> <laughs> she's a very funny dog. Um, and she's so loving. And so she has very human-like qualities. Anyone who's like hung out with Lila is kind of like, are you we cross the border and like, is that a human back there? We're like, mm, good question. Like we ask ourselves that all the time <laughs> a little bit. Yes. <laughs> she is. Well, yeah. I like seeing her on Instagram. Oh. Um, she's a very, she's a very good Instagram model oh. and she does all your reels with you and stuff. So getting it's very all the massages. fun to watch. Yeah. She's very mm-hmm. spoiled. um so speaking of we are kind of out of time this went so fast um Mm -hmm. if you could tell everyone where they can learn about healthy bud where they can find you guys online that'd be awesome yeah we're we're everywhere online honestly on instagram we're at healthy bud co our website is www.healthybud.co.com uh we're on twitter we're on tiktok facebook um we're all over the place so definitely if you're if you're listening to this podcast um, DM us or reach out, like say, hi, I would love to connect with you. And, uh, we'll, we'll send some treats your way as a thank you for listening. So <laughs> to all the community members of where wag repeat. <laughs> oh, that's very nice. And yeah. also you're, you're in Montreal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have a lot of Canadian listeners, Canadian people Hello. out there come connect. <laughs> yes, please. We, we love to connect with the locals and, you know, listen, we're, we're actually in almost 500 stores across North America, uh, maybe even more now. So we're definitely also building a presence in the States and try to travel and meet our community where we go. But for sure, there's a level of Canadian pride here. So yeah, definitely I reach know. Out. <laughs> yeah. You guys like to stick together. I, I know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. All right. Uh, Dana, well, thank you so much for making the time for us today mm. and sharing your story. Thank you for having me, Tori. It's a pleasure. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wherewagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.